We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out at cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and today we have another treat in store for you. Last Friday, Maggie Loney, Andrew Mertig, and myself had the privilege of interviewing a couple Packer fans from all over the world. We talked to fans from Germany, from Uruguay, from Croatia. So if you missed last Friday's show, make sure you go back and check that out. But our response to this idea to do this international project was so strong that we actually had enough content for a whole second episode. So that's what's on tap for you all today. Of course, yesterday, Thursday was day two of Packers training camp. And so Andy Herman will have you covered on all the takeaways from practice. So make sure you listen to his pod when you're done with this one. But for now, we want to continue helping you get to know more of the international Packers fan base and hear their experiences and what it's like to follow a team that's based in the Midwest of the United States while living somewhere completely different. We have a couple of these interviews for for you today. You'll hear from Nick in Australia, Andre in Brazil. I know I can speak for Andrew and Maggie and myself when I say we had an absolute blast getting to know everyone through these interviews. And I know that you, the listener, are going to really enjoy this as well. So thank you for listening in today. And we hope you'll enjoy these interviews with Packer fans from all over the world. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Nick, if you could first go ahead and tell us where you're from and have you always lived there? Yeah, so I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Um, it's kind of, uh, it's in Victoria, which is like kind of the most, the cool, the hip state in Australia. Um, I've always kind of, I've always lived in this state. I kind of originally was from, like from the 
countryside and I grew up in the suburbs and I've, I've moved into the city in my adulthood. But um, yeah, I've always kind of been here. I, I know I'm this area very well and I know kind of the fan base and what it's like around here. So because you said fan base, how did you become a Green Bay Packers fan? And is football, American football, even like popular in Australia? Is it widely supported and recognized? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, when I when I first became a fan, I I followed the NFL, and you know, like I, I kind of I saw like snippets of it on TV and whatever. And I, I originally I was a Cardinals fan because I was like, oh yeah, red and black, that's a really cool kind of color combination. So I kind of like clung to that. And then I changed the Saints, and then I kind of stopped following football for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, then, you know, I, in, in high school, I started, like, watching, like, Aaron Rodgers' highlights just by chance and playing, like, Madden Ultimate Team and stuff. And it, originally, I liked the Packers because they, you know, they have, like, green and gold, which is the Australian, like, uh, international colors when they were there in the Olympics or whatever. Um, but then, you know, the, the more I dove into the history of the team and what they're all about and what they mean for the community and the, the, the city of Green Bay, I just thought it was quite magical you know they're quite a unique team and there's nothing quite like it that i know of in in all like major league sports across the world i think it's quite you know, they're like, you know the fact that they're a non-profit and the whole story of why they're still in green bay i just think it's like amazing um and yeah like you know on the fan base thing like i there's a few like packers fans i know around here so the thing about victoria is like the biggest state for afl which is like the australian national sport um, the NFL like following is bigger in some of the other states where rugby is more popular. Um, but that being said, you know there is quite a few fans here. There's a lot of really good um, the gridiron teams here in Melbourne. I, I played for the, the best one for a little bit, um, and even then, like those guys aren't really into the NFL. It's really weird. Like they're all really big, big college guys. Um, or, you know, like, like there's a guy who used to play play for Michigan, one of our coaches, and he was obviously a pretty diehard Michigan fan. But yeah, besides that, a lot of people were just like, you know, Georgia fans, LSU fans, and like super hardcore. But when it comes to the NFL, they're just like, I don't really know or care, which is really weird. Okay, so you can't just flex and say that you used to play for the best gridiron team and then not tell <laughs> everyone what you played. So please go ahead and do that. Um, well, yeah, it's funny because like when I first when I first started playing, uh, you know, like my last year of high school, um, I, I played. Um, played, I played DB basically. You know, um, I, 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 I tried to play quarterback at the start, and I had a lot of issues with like my my arm, and whatever. Um, so I played DB. I was like second string cornerback, uh, and you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed playing safety. And on my second season, which is the COVID year, I was basically lined up to be the starting quarterback for this team. And um, this this is still like under 19s, and the yeah, like yeah, the, the, the adult team was also pretty good but yeah I was, I was i was slated to be the starting quarterback in that season but obviously uh covid kind of knocked that uh, out but i mean yeah you know i i, I study at that university now so <laughs> it all kind of works out that's such a bummer but okay so we're recording this right now and it's like eight o'clock central time and you said it was 11 a.m so yes what does a typical game day look like then for you as a fan even like you know noon central 3 p.m central and then the the night games what is that like <laughs> yeah well okay so because of because of daylight savings um when the season starts the games are at 4 a.m 
So, you know, I'll, I'll, like, I'll go to bed because, um, you know, I, usually the past couple of years I've been, I've been chefing. So, you know, I'll, I'll finish, uh, you know, chefing whatever at like 12, get home around 1, go to sleep around 1.30 or 2. Then I'll wake up at 4 a.m., watch the game, um, try not to wake up my girlfriend, and then go back to bed at 7 o'clock and then leave for work at like 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of like my my usual game day schedule but like as as the season goes along the times do get better like it goes um after like week four or five it goes to like 5 a.m and then by the end of the season it's like 6 a.m for those those uh, noon kickoff games um the, the, the annoying one is kind of like honestly like the the Thursday night games are really hard to catch because it's like in the middle of like a Friday afternoon which is usually when I'd be working um but yeah, like the, the Sunday game is usually quite good to catch, and like yeah, the the late the late round of games starts at like by the end of the season, it starts around like twelve o'clock. That's yeah, that's a commitment. I mean, I love hearing from fans <laughs> from all over, like what you do, you, the alarms you set to to be able to watch games. Is it pretty easy to to get Packers games with you know the the streaming services that they have now, or are you still kind of in the dark for some games? Um. Yeah, I mean, when I can, I, I I love to try and catch like like um some of my friends have like ESPN or we use this thing called KO where you can kind of like buy into a game, kind of like you know like on the NBA thing, you can like buy okay. into watching like one game. Um, we, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a game that I, that's not on the network. I, I usually on that, but they have like uh two or three like primetime games. Get they all get um aired on like regular television, um, which is really nice. But, you know, again, it's like, especially, um, you know, if, if it's like, uh, it could be a time slot or is it like not, a, not a game that, that, that's in prime time, it, it can be kind of hard to find some of those other games. Okay, so then what, do you have like a first Packers memory or something that really like stands out to you as when you started to follow the Packers specifically? <laughs> when I, um, it's going to really show my, my, the age of my Packers fandom, but like when I, when I, <laughs> When I first started like seriously watching the NFL and being like, oh, this is something I really want to be invested in, it was that that 2017 season with the the, the Rogers collarbone, and yeah, game five or game six against the Cowboys, and you know that that incredible comeback, and you know the the the, the, the kind of that's kind of like, you know the, the moment when um, when Devontae Adams Devontae Adams became wide receiver one, you know, like that like going going back to him in the end zone, same play twice in a row. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, I, I can't believe that they won that game, but that was so exciting and so captivating. And this like I couldn't like look away because I, I was also watching this in the middle of my maths class. So I was you know, trying to <laughs> be like to to um hyper. But I mean, yeah, and just watching that, it was just like that was the first thing that really hooked me. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, like you can really you could feel the stakes, and you know, at, at that point, Rogers was playing at an extremely high level, and it was just like, man, this is this is so awesome. And the next week, he breaks collarbone. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so maybe maybe these are the same, but do you have then a favorite Packers memory that you've had in you know the the years that you've been following the team? <laughs> um, there's definitely there's a few. The, the, the one that sticks out to me in recent memory is that um, that Arizona game from 2021 okay you know the undefeated cardinals um the the packers are you know basically like like uh like almost 10 starters down there's like basically no receivers um and you know somehow 
they pull out the win. Russell Douglas comes in with that clutch interception at the very end. And yeah, I just remember being at home with my girlfriend and I was just like, no, dude, we lost the game. We, we're going to lose this game because, you know, the, the, the Cardinals and the Enzo at this point. And I'm like, oh man, I'm so like, I'm so like distraught because we, we had it in our hands. And then it's the interception and I absolutely lost it. My girlfriend <laughs> had to calm me down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get really excited about, about that kind of stuff. And um, I guess and the other one that's pretty obvious as well is the the 2019 season, oh sorry, 2018 season opener that that uh, come back against the Bears. I, I also was watching that in the middle of a, an English class. I remember the teacher was like reading this book or whatever, and as soon as um, like Cobb ran it all the way for that touchdown, I just like started banging the table, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "Thank God, this is really excited about the book." <laughs> I love that your core memories about football involve you not paying attention in class. <laughs> that's like, yes, <laughs> it's not a lesson for anybody listening. Pay attention in school. Um, yes. All right. So lots of change obviously is coming for this team. No Favre, no Rogers. Everything looks a little different. So what do you, would you say that you're most excited about for this season? What are you looking forward to with everything being so new? Um, there's a lot. I mean, I think the thing that kind of sticks out for me is that this year is, you know, something something new. I think like the the fact that everything is like we, we don't know what's going to happen is kind of like the exciting part. I'm just really excited to see these like these young guys like get up and play. You know, they're kind of like we're fully restocking the offense. Basically, we're gonna these are the guys who are going to be you know our offensive cast for the next five, hopefully ten years. Kind of in that veins of like a Jordy or a James Jones, a Cobb you know, Devante, I, I, I really do. I believe that at least, at least one of these guys is going to be around to stay for a long time. You know, one of these guys is going to end up being the next Cobb, whether that's, you know, Musgrave or hopefully Christian Watson. It's the, the only Jersey that I own. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs, I can definitely see that. Like, you know, like one of these guys is going to be sticking around and also hopefully it's Jordan Love. Right. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm excited for. I just, I just love to see, the new guys coming in and like these young players getting reps because this is a team that for so long had been run by veterans, right? Especially with 12 at the helm. It's nice to get a new cast of guys in. I like that. All right. So the last question here is if you could make one change that would enhance the NFL experience for international fans, what would that change be? Oh man. That's a big question. (laughs) Um, A lot of pressure on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the, 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 cha- the only change that I would really like to see from the NFL, like, I mean, it, it's, it's more like kind of from our end in Australia. It's like a bit more like support on the TV networks or like, you know, the, the fact that you guys have like little like pack of bars and things like that. I find that so hilarious. Like if we had, you know, like a like even just like a general like, you know, NFL themed bar or like some kind of place where we could like you know, meet up and congregate uh, like easily and like in person, which is something that you guys have that we really don't have here is like, meeting in person with people. Um, yeah, I think something like that would be really cool. Like having some, cause you know, they're doing like the international sponsorship with the teams now this year. Um, but yeah, you know, so something like that, where like it's an actual, like more, more events, I guess, you know, like more actual NFL events. Like there was a, there's an event we had, I think for, for the flag league, in uh, last year in, in Australia where Todd Gurley came down to Sydney. Um, but yeah, you know, it's things like that. I think you're getting like players in touch with people and like, you know, Hey, these are actually like 
real people and they're actual real life people who are interacting and reporting and covering the game. Like they're not just people on TV. I think that would go a long way to people to say, like getting in touch with them. So I know the NFL is like, you know, obviously they're trying to expand their plenty of London games, games in Germany, games in Mexico. Do you think in the next five, even 10 years, we see an Australian game, the NFL comes to Australia or do you think that's, that's too far out yet? Um, well, I, I think there's been, there's been talks about it, and it's not really sure what stadium they want to do because, like, so yeah, in 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 Melbourne, the, the city where I'm based, that has the best probably sports stadium in this country, the the, the MCG or it's called Marvel Stadium now since Marvel bought it. But um, yeah, like, like I think that would probably be like the best venue, but um, because the NFL is not super big in this city, right? Um, they want to do it in either Queensland, which is the very north of the country where it's a bit hotter, um, or in New South Wales, or in Sydney. Um, so, like, I think they're trying to figure out what stadium it's in. But, I mean, man, I, I just have a tough time because I don't know how many tickets they would sell. Because, you know, even in London, they, that was that was a pretty, like, hectic game. There's a lot of fans there. Like, I, I don't know if Australia would have that kind of pull um, to fill the stadium up. Yeah, like over here, like I, I just think it would be kind of hard, especially if they tried to do like you know if they tried to make it a more regular thing once every couple of years. But and also just like the logistics, I think to America is like uh, almost like I think seventeen hours flight or something like that. I, mean, I guess depending on where you're coming from. So I guess that kind of makes it really difficult. But you know, I I, I do think at some point in the, in the next ten years, or I hope at least that it, it will happen because they, they're trying to organize it. But yeah, it's a real tough one. Is that something that you would like commit to traveling to regardless of where it was if the NFL came, regardless of what teams were playing? Um, not regardless of what team. If it was the Packers, I would absolutely be there. Okay. No but um, if other teams, I'm like, yeah, it'd be fine. Like, if, if, if the team was in, in Melbourne, I would, I would definitely go out of my way to see it. But if it was just like a team that I wasn't really too hot on, like, yeah. Like when in, in, that, in that 2021 season, I always kind of tell this story. Like I, I just – um, I had just like started at a new job and like you know, a, a little bit more of a serious step up and like chefing for me and, you know, taking a holiday is like kind of like a big deal when you're like cooking. I'm sure, you know, in America, I like a lot of other jobs as well, but like there's, there's a lot of pressure on me to kind of come in and start doing a lot of work at this place. And I was convinced that the Packers were going to the Super Bowl. And, like one week into my job, I'm like, look, man, my, my head chef is Canadian or was Canadian. And I was like, yeah, look, man, look, uh, I'm convinced the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I know I've just started. It's my first week. But just so you know, in like two weeks, if the Packers make the Super Bowl, I'm going on holiday and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going <laughs> to dump my savings into going to America and, you know, going to the Super Bowl. But alas, didn't happen. So I'm still a couple thousand dollars richer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, I mean, have you looked at logistics to going to Lambo? Is that something, you know, that's kind of down the line for you? Or is it is it just really insanely expensive? I mean, like, look, any way you cut it, it's going to be expensive. Um, I, I definitely, like, I, I want to go. Like, absolutely want to go. Um, and, like, I, I, I wanted originally to go before Rogers either retired or, you know, went to another team. But a little bit late for that now. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely possible. Um and it's something I really, really want to do. I'm just not sure, yeah, exactly when that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> especially being a student now, there's like not much time to, to make money. Um, but you know, like 
I think also now that um, now that Rogers is gone, I think kind of the urgency has left a little bit for me. And obviously, there's still players that I'd like to meet and guys that I want to want to see and kind of see the field and stuff. But I guess it's not as urgent. There's only like kind of ticking clock anymore. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I would I would love to go and obviously like kind of meet some of some of the guys who cover the team and you know actually get to meet Joe in person would be really really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so let's wrap up there. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Please feel free. You have a podcast. Plug away. We want to get you guys some more listeners and just people to follow your work in general because you do some really awesome stuff being across the globe, still trying to cover the Packers in little old Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, guys. So, um, yeah, me, me and my friend, uh, Iowa Joe, you can find, uh, you follow our podcast at back Packers at Outback underscore Packers. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're just like a little podcast that's kind of doing our thing. We'd love to get on heaps of guests. Maggie has been on before, obviously. Um, funnily, funnily enough, we actually started, uh, from myself being a guest on Packer Day a year ago from now. Um, so, yeah, you know, this, like, give it a listen. And you know, there's a few really exciting guests we have kind of in the pipeline here. And we, we, uh, we upload episodes every single week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick, for making the time to come on. This is one of my favorite things that we do on Pack-A-Day, and I'm hoping that we're going to start doing it a lot more. So thanks so much. Excellent. Con- continuing on with our International Packers Fan Series, I am really, really honored and privileged to be joined by Andre. Andre is from Brazil. You can find Andre on Twitter, actually, at the aptly named at Packer Brazil fan. And uh, just really happy to have you here. So welcome to Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah, so I, I already blew where you're from, but if you want to talk specifically about where you're from in Brazil, have you always lived there? Um, and, yeah. You know, I, you, you and I, of course, had talked a little bit about how you became a Packer fan in the intro. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I live in Recife, is a, a northeast city from Brazil. I live by the ocean. So here is really, really hot, uh, different from Wisconsin. <laughs> and I've been a, a Packer fan since 1997, exactly when I first met 
that there will be Packers. And I had no clue about Packers. So, um, and now I follow, as I told you before, I follow the Packers daily. You guys podcasts and all the YouTube uh, channels and everything about the Packers. So, I, I, and I really love the NFL football and the Packers. Maybe. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and we were kind of talking, you became a Packer fan in 1997. And so do you want to share with the listeners how that happened? Yeah, it, it was so incredible because I had no clue about the Packers, any any clue. I had a little clue about NFL because in Brazil we have a, a, a Brazilian broadcast that used to broadcast the Super Bowl in the early 90s. So I knew about the, the Cowboys and, and, and that's all. And so I got to Wisconsin as a Rotary Exchange student. In January uh, 1997, I think on the uh, the 14th of the January, I got to a town, a little town called Shano. So people are listening to me in Wisconsin and Shano. Shout out to everybody there. I love you guys. I miss you guys. And and by the time I was, uh, I think uh, uh, t- 12 days later, I was in the Super Bowl party with a bunch of kids in the basement. And I, I, I literally had no clue about what was a Super Bowl. I, I was trying to understand everybody, right? Understand English because I was like 12 days only there. So my listening was <laughs> not that good. My speaking not that good. But I knew it was a really sort of big, big celebration. So, but I, until then, I had no clue. Uh, when Packer was uh, were champion, I had, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, national champion, okay, cool party. I had no clue about the history. I had no clue about uh, for so many years the Packers uh, nah, wouldn't got any any title like from from the sixties, right? So like twenty plus years without any title. So and um, after that, I got really lucky because in my second host family, I lived in three families there. My second host family, my host mom, she got the season tickets. Uh, her her uh, her uh, her father, I think her grandfather, uh, went on on the line, and she got like years later, right? She got the season tickets, and I got to go five games of the 1997-1998 seasons in Lambeau Field. I got to watch Brett Favre live. Um, so I, that's when it started. Everything started. So uh, I got back to Brazil a year later, like in, in, by the end of 1997, kind of lost contact with football and then kind of reconnect like 2009 and 2010, not because of, Red, of, of, of Aaron Rodgers, right? Because I, I got back. I, I met some people here in Brazil, some friends that I would love, and I reconnected with the Packers. I, I, and again, lucky because the Packers was champion right one year later, right in the <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So, and and uh, uh, I can in 2011, uh, I came back to Wisconsin to watch two games: the opening season against the Saints. It was a, this really great game, I was right? There. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> the car, right? The the, the first return and over the cup. Yeah. So it was a huge, huge experience. And and then we went, I was with a friend that was a David Broncos fan. And then we drove all the way from Wisconsin to Colorado wow. to watch the Sunday game, right? The the opening was, was Thursday, right? So, yeah. And since then, I, I follow the Packers daily. Uh, I suffer about the Packers. 
<laughs> I have joy about the Packers, you know. I, I, yeah, that that's my <laughs> that my story. That's, a, that's an amazing, now. amazing way to become a fan. Um, yeah. So now, when when you want to watch a game, uh, you know, what does your typical game day look like? When when are the games yeah. on? Uh, yeah, yeah. In Brazil, we don't have tailgate, right? <laughs> we kind of uh, try to. Uh, see the time of the games. Uh, we don't have uh, always the Green Bay Packers broadcast here in Brazil. We have ESPN here in Brazil. Um, so uh, any game that is on, I'm, I'm kind of watching. And then, of course, if I know that the Green Bay Packers are on, because here in Brazil, I don't know there, but uh, the, the Brazilian broadcast, they make like a, a voting. Do you, uh, Which team do you want to watch? And 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 frequently the Packers won. So <laughs> if the if the broadcasts from the Packers are available for the Brazilian broadcast, they do here. So we got to 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 watch it. But now uh, without Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how it's going to be. I I, I was telling you before we are that we're recording that the Brazilian fans here, uh, uh, the Packers are the biggest one in Brazil. So I don't know. Let I don't know how it's going to be like next season. Let's see if we can get uh, uh, as many as Packers games as as we can. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Ho- hopefully, the Packers keep winning and and keep them on top in Brazil and yeah. getting you those game feeds. So we we talked a little bit about what your first Packer memory is. That that's a really unique one. Just get kind of getting thrown into a Super Bowl championship. But out of all of these years, what what's your favorite Packers memory? Well, I have. Um, Two memories. Uh, one is not that clear; it's kind of blur. It was my my five experience at Lambeau Field when I was there. I I didn't know what it was like like an NFL game. I I didn't know it was like a party, you know, people cheering. So I I, I didn't know. I have no idea about that and about the history of the Packers. So yeah. I got this this memory of like partying and having fun and and. And, and embracing people that I don't know, you know, I used to go with a friend that go with me. Uh, so I went, I think I went uh, five games throughout the season. So I got to go to the warm games and then to the cold games. So I had the cold experience game, not the, the snowy games, right? I, I didn't get a snow game, but the cold games. And the second uh, biggest memory was my comeback in 2011. So I like, like, um, uh, 13 years later, uh, I went back only to see two games. I, I I got the money that I didn't have to pay the plane tickets all the way from Brazil to Wisconsin. I remember getting a, like a small jet to get to Green Bay, so like really really bumpy to get there. And kind of reminding me my first time because I got uh, in, in Green Bay for the first time in January. Um, and it was like a snowstorm. I thought I was going to die, you know, in 1997. I was like almost alone in, in the plane, like me and two people in the plane and getting in Green Bay at night. And it was like a really snowstorm. The plane was shaking. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even get here. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, we came back uh, to the opener, the 2011 opener. So the Green Bay Packers was champion. And that game against Saints was crazy and great game. I was like ecstatic to come back 
and now having an idea about uh, what the Packers means, the history of the Packers uh, in the NFL, and all the importance, and having uh, Aaron Rodgers as a you know uh, a great guy, a, a big big player. So and and I had we had a blast. We had a blast in uh, in that game. So it was like my strongest memory. And I plan to come back, of course, and someday. But I will come back at Lambo and then have that experience again. That's amazing. So <laughs> you know, lots of things are changing with with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, certainly, lots of longtime uh, stalwarts of the roster going to be gone. Led, of course, namely by Aaron Rodgers. So. Is there something that you're really looking forward to coming up in the uh, 2023 season? As I told you, Andrew, I, I follow the Packers every day and I feel everything that you guys feel. <laughs> I'm so excited uh, for this next season. So, so excited. I was always a believer in Jordan Love. I I, I, I always watch the draft. I, I watch the, uh, the, uh, every year. And I remember the day, I remember all the confusion, all the stuff, <laughs> the trade, I don't know. But uh, as the things settle down, and I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm a believer of Jordan Love, you know? I am a believer. I, I got a feeling. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be like another Hall of Fame quarterback, but I have this feeling that this guy is going to be at least very good. At least very good. So, and, uh, and, and I'm kind of relieved right about all the all the stuff with Aaron uh uh so I'm I'm really excited about the the season because of Jordan because of this new offense because of the uh we gotta have patience right I always think about I always talk about with my friends here in Brazil you guys remember Josh Allen Josh Allen was like two years really really bad he got to be a great player in his third year you know we gotta be patient with Jordan at least for me, at least two years. Give him full two seasons, and then we can talk about him, right? So he, I, that's why I'm a believer because he sat three years behind Aaron, and that's great. I think that's that's a incomparable experience. So I'm, yeah, I'm 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 so happy and 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 I mean expecting for this uh, for this season. I think I'm gonna have fun even with if we lose. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have fun, you know, because it's a new thing. Right, is is a is a new team, is a new is a new quarterback, you know. So yeah, and I'm really hopeful. It's gonna be yeah. we're gonna gonna get this straight and gonna it's gonna be good. I think. I'm I'm right there with you. I I think there's there's something about change, kind of a refreshing your mindset sort of attitude, and um, yeah. you know there there's a lot to look forward to this upcoming year and and growth is definitely one of those so so watching Jordan Love progress that that'll be really cool um so yeah. now kind of last question for you taking a step back if there was one thing that the NFL could do to improve the experience for international fans what what do you think that would be how how would your experience in you know engaging the packers uh be improved by the NFL you mean the NFL as a as a institution, NFL, the 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 league? It, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, is is there a change in like the way that they broadcast games? Is there a way in in the way that they engage with? Well, fans one of the things broadcast? they do already is 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 to have games in in other places other than US. So they have these Europe games. It's it's awesome. 
I mean, for me to go to a Green Bay Packers game here in Brazil would be mind-blowing, right? And I, uh, so, yeah, I don't know the plans of the, of the NFL to come here, but that, that uh, would be a, like a, a great thing, like not only Europe, but in the future uh, to other uh, continents, other, other, other countries to, to, to give a chance to, to us to go uh, uh, to a place personally. Um, other thing, I don't know, while you broadcast, maybe you can get uh, uh, cameras in, in, in certain countries uh, to get a, let's guess, like a, a bar in Brazil, people are cheering for the Packers, like, like a simple thing, right? Get the Brazilian ESPN to film like a bar that people are watching game and people could, you know, be seen in the U.S. and worldwide. It would be a simple thing. It would be really exciting. Exciting, eh? So, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's two things that could, uh, could enhance our, our experience as a NFL uh, fan. Definitely. I, I just yeah. wanted to say thank you for, for sharing your story, for taking the time to be with us. I think it's it's really cool to see not just Green Bay Packers fans around the country, but obviously uh, internationally and seeing the way that this team carries the support, um, you know, truly, truly across the globe. So uh, I really yeah. appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for having me, Andrew, and congrats for your work. I follow you guys. I don't follow any network. I don't follow any any channels. I follow your broadcast. I follow Andy Herman. I follow Aaron Nagler. I follow Tom Grassi. That's people that I follow, right? I know you guys are journalists, other guys that are not journalists, but uh, I love to follow you guys because you have great content. Uh, we kind of relate to you guys. So uh, I'm really happy to be here to contribute with the podcast. And yeah. Yes, and go pack, go, let's go. 23 season is going to be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't belong in the conversation with any of the people you mentioned, but I appreciate <laughs> it anyways. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. A huge thank you to our guests who joined us this week. You can, of course, find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney and always check out Pax What She Said. And you can find me at Andrew Murdig. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider giving us a five-star rating. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.